Bro. What's up, bro? You know what's absolutely foreign to us, considering we constantly consume things into our mouth all day, always? You know, I feel like we were just talking about this. We were talking about eating all the time, all the things to eat. Guess what we're talking about today? Intermittent fasting. There's so much on this, so obviously we're just going to do some summaries here. Exactly. There's a lot of brands, a lot of smart people out there. Yeah, and... We're not them. <laughs> We're not them. <laughs> it, be- it became, what, in this past year, it became super trendy. Everyone started talking about it. Oh, yeah. I think... Um, it's the hot shit on the block right now. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the gym, you know? It's oh, like yeah. the water cooler talk. It's like, hey, bro, are you, like, intermittent fasting right now? <laughs> All right, let's get this intro going. <laughs> this is the intro. <laughs> let's dig in. <laughs> And I'm Brian Noel. <laughs> this is Forms and Focus. Where we provide guided forms that manifest radical focus. focus. Bro, we want you to be focused as boy. Some intros are going to be what end our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, why do you have an 80% <laughs> leave rate? <laughs> 10 seconds in. Freaking intro. <laughs> um, bro, today we're talking about intermittent fasting. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's. It's what all the cool kids are talking about. Right. Which it's one of those things, like a lot of things we talk about where we needed science to tell us the obvious because <laughs> humans for a, a long time were not just eating all day, every day like we are right now. Yeah. That's it, a relatively <laughs> new phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. So let's, first, we're going to mention some of the negatives of stuffing your face. Um, So first one, overeating may reduce brain function. High caloric intake could raise the risk of memory loss. Eating too many calories may do more than just expand your midsection. A recent study suggests that high caloric intake over time may actually raise your odds of developing memory loss or mild cognitive impairment. MCI. And that's coming from Harvard health.harvard.edu. Yeah. So, I mean, our bodies require energy to do things. And if you're constantly using energy to digest food, right. you're not allocating that energy to focusing. It's so funny. Focusing. We need the food for energy, but when you stuff your face nonstop, your body's expending energy just to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. So... Have you ever been in a relationship where someone was just constantly giving you shit all the time and you just felt like you were going to snap? You this mean is like giving you food? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. literally giving you shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is what it's. This is what our body's like. Like yeah. just, just stop. I need a break. <laughs> this is what I. No, literally, you've got your whole digestive system, right? And it's a system. Yeah. You don't just eat and take a dump. Okay, <laughs> it goes through a long process. Now, what if you never give it a break for years? Yeah. Hopefully oh, you man. don't hear the fireworks in the, in the podcast. Uh, maybe. Researchers have linked weight gain to stress, and according to an American Psychological Association survey, about one-fourth of Americans rate their stress level at eight or more on a 10-point so, 
scouts. We're on the stressed. last one, we were just talking about stress makes you eat. Yeah. Turns out bro and I found these same stats separately because we <laughs> did these notes separately. Um, yeah, stress can make you, might make you eat more. Yeah, it does make you eat more. <laughs> and um, our bodies were not designed to be processing food all day. All day. Stress also seems to affect food preferences. Like we were talking about numerous studies. Um, granted, many of them in animals have shown that physical or emotional distress increases the intake of foods high in fat, sugar, or both. Does that mm. ring any bells? <laughs> high fat and sugar. Those are everyone's favorites. Yep. And then um, basically, the high cortisol levels in combination with high insulin levels may be responsible. Um, for craving those things. Mm. Anyway, um, that's not good. Once ingested, fat and sugar-filled foods seem to have a feedback effect that dampens stress-related responses and emotions. These foods really are comfort foods. Ooh, that's mm. where that comes from. In that they seem to counteract stress, and this may contribute to people's stress-induced cravings. So, the sugar and the fat, for a second, makes a you feel good makes the stress go away it's a hit man it's like it's everything a hit. it's a it's hit everything around us is trying to take away our attention and just make us feel good yeah you know you get the cheap hits from social media you've yeah. got the sodas and arms length everywhere you go the crunchy salty sugary snacks everyone's trying to hack your brain yeah it's ridiculous all day we're at war bro all right what's so the science say let's talk about intermittent fasting let's, let's talk about it. the science Thinking and memory studies discovered that intermittent fasting boosts working memory in animals and verbal memory in adult humans. Wow. You know what I know? What's that? The few times that I fasted. What's that, bro? I think about my memory of how good food is, is very high. <laughs> <laughs> that memory gets real sharp of how tasty that donut's going to be. Yeah, so next is heart health. Intermittent fasting improved blood pressure and resting heart rates as well as other heart related measurements helps the heart physical performance young Ooh. men who fasted for 16 hours showed fat loss while maintaining muscle mass Ooh. mice who were fed an alternate <laughs> on alternate days showed better endurance and running how many mice are in a lab I don't at know. any given moment millions <laughs> they're using them for so many things. <laughs> so many things. Diabetes and obesity. In animal studies, intermittent fasting prevented obesity. <laughs> I just picture these like... Fat mice? Like, like who determines oh. what mice get the bad stuff and then what mice get the good stuff? <laughs> anyway. In the six brief studies, obese adult humans lost weight through intermittent fasting. So it helps with diabetes and obesity. Tissue health. More Ooh. animals. Intermittent fasting... <laughs> Reduced tissue damage in surgery and improved surgery results. So all of these are coming from Hopkins Medicine. Yeah. So. So I just had a really funny thought. What's that, bro? So imagine taking some drugs. Okay. <laughs> the yeah. natural ones. Yeah. And going to these rab. Labs with lab, the rats? Rat labs and just looking at their faces. I mean, depending on what drug you're on, that might be pretty trippy. <laughs> and depending on what they're doing to the mice, it, it might be a little concerning. It's like, turns out, would you give mice these terrible things, <laughs> they die, and then you just go look at the lab, and they're just like, 
so sad. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Next, we so, got the Mayo Clinic, bro. What we got? So, uh, Mayo Clinic, some research, research suggests that intermittent fasting may be more beneficial than other diets for reducing inflammation and improving conditions associated with inflammation. <laughs> you mean the diet that's not eating is better than all the diets of some <laughs> random stupid-ass combination of food you're supposed to eat? <laughs> exactly. And we already talked about inflammation. Inflammation is the silent killer. You're going to die, yada, yada, yada. Everything's yeah. killing you. Inflammation's <laughs> bad. Um, Alzheimer's <laughs> disease, arthritis, asthma, multiple sclerosis, stroke. <laughs> the underlying mechanism that causes Alzheimer's disease is unknown. It is known, however, that AD is a pathologically characterized by beta amyloid, amyloid plaques and neurofibrosis. Neurofibrillary fibrillary tangles tangles leading to (laughs) neuronal death, (laughs) neuronal death, which is clinically characterized by the decay in cognitive abilities. Several studies using (laughs) animal models have indicated that intermittent fasting can reduce the accumulation of the beta amyloid plaques and slow down cognitive decline. That's from National. (sighs) Library of Medicine. Okay, so a lot of it's animal studies. Yeah, but but hey, you don't need like everything else. Do we really need science to tell us what pe- humans have been doing yeah. for if, since the beginning of if man? You eat shit all day, you feel like shit. It's that. It's just that simple. <laughs> it's really that simple. You eat shit all day, you feel horrible. Yeah, I basically quit eating breakfast, bro. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about that later. Oh, nice. So yeah, solutions. Solutions. Stop eating breakfast. So Huberman Lab. Has an amazing podcast. It's like two and a half hours long. It really gets into the nitty gritty. Uh, it's episode 41. Listen to that if you want to hear some serious details. But nice. long story short, intermittent fasting, the loose rules that you kind of want to follow, no food at least an hour after waking. Walking? I wrote, that says walking, but it's supposed to be waking up. Okay, no food an hour after waking up. Yep. Then you just drink a bunch of water. Right. Drink water, no food for an hour. No food, two to three hours before bed. That makes sense. You need to digest the food so you're not going to sleep. That is, uh, that's my worst habit. And then your body can actually heal itself and work on other things besides digesting your food. Those pre-bed snacks. Bro, it's bad. I know. I got to stop it. They're killing you, bro. I'm going to work on that. Eight hour feeding window. So for some people, that means skipping breakfast like me. And for some people, if you wake up super early, that might mean skipping dinner. Mm. Depends eight on your hour feeding d- window. Depends on your life, your schedule. Your What's 24 minus 8? 16? Yeah. So 16 hours you're not eating. That's the kind of the magic rough number. So, like, uh, so an 8-hour feeding window would be like 10 to 6? Well... Bro, did you look at the next bullet? Ideal window. Oh, I did not. He didn't even look at the window. Or he didn't even look at the bullet point. Ideal window is 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. High five, bro. Look at 10 that. 10 to 6, huh? You just figured that out. <laughs> well, that's good. That's easy for our household because we eat dinner at like 5.30 every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. But I eat after 6. So, and like I said, I don't really eat breakfast anymore. I kind of use tea or coffee to suppress my hunger. Oh. and. Man. On mornings where I'm like super hungry, I might put some coconut oil or honey in there for calories. That might not technically be intermittent fasting anymore, but if I don't, you can sip it, I don't follow <laughs> the rules. That's not me. I don't give a shit about that. But I don't eat huge breakfasts anymore. Yeah, 
and I feel way better. 100%. I feel better in my 30s than I did in my 20s. Yeah. Because I took out the breakfast, the heavy breakfast. Yeah, it's true. And I've, um, I mean, just try it, right? I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but just try it. Like, yeah, it's not going like, to kill you, hopefully. One morning, eat <laughs> like sausage, gravy, biscuits, yeah. and eggs. And then the next like couple days, eat like just drink celery juice or a smoothie or something like that. Like if yeah. you need to eat something and then see how you feel. But you get used to it. Yeah. Is the long story short. Yeah, the first couple times you might feel like you're starving yeah. to death, but you're not. Mm. I wonder, it would be pretty interesting um, if someone did a study on productivity in the morning for those who did not eat till 10 versus those who ate a big-ass breakfast. For me, I notice a difference. Yeah. I think the long story short is everyone's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if depending on your job, if, yeah. it's, if it's like high intensity, if you actually are, you know, burning a a lot of calories. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to not eat breakfast. Yeah. Like if you're landscaping, yeah. you might want you're some out calories. Yeah, six thirty and yeah, you're sweating in the sun. Yeah, five in the morning, <laughs> you know, working hard, busting ass. Hey, you can eat some nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Some avocados. I'm just saying. It might not make sense to eat breakfast. <laughs> but if all you're doing is hopping in the car and driving your ass to the office <laughs> and sitting there. And sitting there. Yeah. Do you need breakfast yeah how many calories are you burning to get up and go to the bathroom twice before <laughs> lunch really so i know for me my personal experience is if i have a busy morning and i want to crank out like several things just to get done like the critical task of the day yeah because i time block and then i task block right and then i task categorize so my critical task i want to get done first okay so and that's how i prioritize so critical task done first gotcha and that way as i ease into the day like by the end of the day it's like whatever so if i skip breakfast which i have done quite a bit for the past several months um and i'm cranking out tasks 10 o'clock comes real fast yeah absolutely so like not eating eh, it's fine now um it's getting from 10 to 12 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then if I eat a snack at 10 or a smoothie or whatever, like I'll, I'll typically, I typically eat at 10 and then two and then at like five thirty six for dinner. I got you. So my, my habit now is I typically eat at like 10, two, um, five and eight. So I got to kill the eight. Yeah. It's got to kill the eight, bro. <laughs> it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> I'll work on that. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's different. Yep. That's the whole point of this. You just have to try it. Yeah. And I was also reading some people, one way to fast is they do five days, like three meals and two days, no food. Mm. For me, I'm not doing that personally. Yeah. I think that would actually be easier for me. <laughs> See, everyone's different. Yeah. So there's that. And um, yeah. Yeah. So just try it. Do some research. Stop eating so much. Give it a go. Honestly, I, I feel better when I eat less. Yeah. It's just that simple. In fact, I feel better in winter because I eat more soups and mm. I don't eat breakfast. So I just end up cleaning out the system. Nice. I feel amazing. Ooh, in the day with a soup. Yeah. Hot. Except we're in Georgia in the summertime. It's 95 degrees. <laughs> I'm not going to eat soup every night, but that's why I love winter. All right. With that, bro. All right, bro. Let's go. Hey, let's not eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs>